0: to Poplar Cove, population 10,002. I'm so worried about Mac and Joanna. If you remember, they were handcuffed, but not gagged, and forced to walk into a damp cave led by the mayor and Roger. Despite the small opening, it was rather spacious. There were also a few lamps that were strewn about the cave floor.
1: Just get in there. I'm moving, I'm moving. Just stop pushing.
2: What are we doing in here? I don't see any elephants. You know I'm not ready to see Mr. Bacon. I don't have my face on.
1: You look beautiful, Joe. You don't have to worry about putting your face on. Well, you don't have to worry about it anyway, because I don't
3: think we're going to make it out.
2: (gasps) You mean that he lied to us? Did you lie to us?
3: Does that really surprise
2: you? Of course. I mean... We thought you might have been up to something shady, but then you mentioned Kevin Bacon. We thought he wouldn't lie about Kevin Bacon. What's that?
1: Pickering? Is that you?
2: Oh!
4: Mac! Such a surprise to see you. How wonderful! I was wondering where you were. I wanted to ask you if you could either pick up some more coffee at the store or if you wanted to help me here. I'm glad you chose this option. I'd love it if you could give me a hand with this.
1: What are you doing?
4: I'm collecting rock samples for, for an experiment. Uh, come over here and...
1: Well, actually, I, I can't.
4: What are you motioning to Oh Oh, are you on another date? How did your first date go?
1: Great, actually. She uh <laughs> wanted to smack my snake, if you know what I mean.
4: I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, anyway, if you could... I can't. What are you motioning toward? Oh, my, why do you have those silly handcuffs on? Does Joanna like you?
5: <laughs> Pickering, you need to get out of here. We have business to attend to in this cave. I have a
4: right to be here. Just as much of a right as you do anyway. Maybe more, since I am an archaeologist.
5: Fine. We've had enough setbacks. I don't want to lose any more time.
1: What are we doing here?
2: Where are we?
5: Do you mind explaining it all, Roger? I have to get the ceremony ready.
3: A great long ago, a noble and stoic man led his wife here to this wonderful plot of land that we now call home.
1: Do we really have to listen to this? I don't feel like a history lesson.
3: It's a wonderful story.
1: No one wants to hear your story.
3: Fine. If you're not going to play nice... Long story short, we're going to sacrifice you so that the gods don't chew on the rest of the townies like beef jerky.
2: Well, I didn't realize that I was being sacrificed. If I knew that, I wouldn't have bought a raffle ticket. I
3: think that was the point.
2: So what happens now?
3: Just be patient, dear. You'll get your turn. All right,
5: already. Let's see which one first. Lovely, Joanna. We may save you for last. Mac, get over here. I want to throw you into the abyss first. Oh no, you're doing it all wrong. What are you talking about, Pickering? If you're going to stay here, just keep quiet. This is important. Now, Mac, get
4: over
1: here. If you're really going to throw this much of a pouty fit, I'll just leave town.
4: Don't do that. You're too good of an assistant. I don't want to have to train a new one. You didn't train me at all. I don't want to have to train one at all, then.
5: It's too late now. You've already been here for too long. You've upset the gods. We have to
4: get rid of you both now. Well then, just take me. What? What? It would be a shame for the town to lose such a valuable asset as Mac. He's a jack-of-all-trades. He could fit in anywhere. No one uses typewriters these days, and I could probably continue my archaeological studies and research as a ghost. That may actually work in my favor. Aw, oh, Pickering, that's so thoughtful. Besides, <laughs> I have a feeling that Mag will bring a lot of good to this town.
5: Quit your babbling. I've
4: already made up my
5: mind.
1: He's right, Pickering. It should be me. I was the last one to walk into this town. I should be the one to leave. With this sacrifice, I should be able to repay for my ancestors' debts. I can finally get away from... Shut up!
5: Shut up, all of you! There's so much thoughtfulness going on. You're ruining Sacrifice Day for me! Just
4: pick me, then! Fine. Roger, hold on to Mac. Mac, I put my longbow over there. And he takes me into that chamber. Wait until he does his incantation and opens the abyss, which, fun fact, he thinks is a portal to another dimension. But in reality, it's the mouth of the beast. Anyway, when you hear my signal, shoot the arrow like we practiced. Sure, but what signal? Hey, come back here. What signal? Pickering! Pickering! What?
1: Crap. Hey, Roger. Nice weather
4: we're having.
3: Yeah, perfect pizza party weather.
4: All
0: righty there, Mr. Mayor. Let's get this over with. Pickering followed the mayor into a separate chamber in the cave. It was dank and dark like most caves. Very cave-like. The room felt moist and slimy, as the only sounds were the wet footprints and slow, dripping water from, well, I don't know where. There aren't any faucets in caves. It's awfully dark in
4: here, and... Oh! Look at that specimen. I left my tools in the other room. I'd like to gather some samples also. What do you think you're doing? Get back over here. I'll be right back. Don't worry. It's not like I'm going to skip town.
5: Don't be foolish, Pickering. Once you stepped foot into this chamber, you won't be able to leave. Or at least, you won't be able to leave with your sanity
4: intact. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm in and out of this chamber all the time.
5: Well, that explains a lot.
4: Now, just stand
5: still over there and don't touch anything.
4: Ooh, these candles are fantastic. They really set up a good sacrificial ambiance. Did you buy them out of a catalog or something? Is there a sacrificial digest or a blood ceremony weekly? Actually,
5: I've made them myself. Out of beeswax, virginal blood, and just a... Pinch of ash from the burnt grave of a... Ah, stop distracting me. Now sit still. Oh, great god of life, bring forth the abyss of the south, the one that looks like a great mouth. I shall pass an offering of great importance...
0: As the words left his lips, the far wall of the chamber opened wide, revealing a swirling pit of tentacles and tones. It was the most uneasy and twitchy revelry of appendages that I've ever seen, like tentacles clutching tentacles. I think I walked in on my son watching some of that on the Internet once.
4: Oh dear, this must be the point of this sacrifice. I said, that must be the point of this sacrifice.
5: Yes, of
4: course it is, Pickering. What are you getting at? What I mean to say is that this makes me feel as though I need to study my
6: aerodynamics.
0: Or perhaps I should take an
4: aerobics class. Oh, for goodness
0: sakes, Max, shoot the damn arrow. And like a projectile from the heavens, Mac shot his arrow, which landed square in the mayor's chest. The force of it pushed him back, knocking him off his feet. He fell back into the menagerie of times. No! 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 Leaving an oblivious pickering behind, who quickly ran out of the chamber. Mac,
4: what took you so long? He nearly moved out of position. You didn't
1: tell me what the signal was. How was I supposed to know?
3: Wait, what happened to the mayor? Mayor? Where is he? You've killed him. No, this can't. The ceremony. What are we going to do now? You, come with me. Let her go. Dr. Spalding? What are you doing here? I came to... I mean, let her go! We need her to be the sacrifice. We drew her number. It was written. We must sacrifice one more into the void. Void? Is that what you call it? What do you mean? You know what that
4: is, right? It's the mouth of the beast. You've been feeding people straight into the belly of the beast, not some weird fantastical void. They get
3: eaten up like sardines, bones and all. What's the matter with you? No, no, that isn't true. Mayor said that we were just sending people to a different dimension, that they were living their lives in a paradise filled with cake and tea. Maybe if the different
4: dimension was in the form of a large pile of poop,
3: then yes.
4: Yes, you were sending people to a different dimension, all right.
3: It doesn't matter. If it keeps the gods happy and staves off the impending apocalypse, then it is worth it.
4: No, don't you touch
5: her. I won't let you sacrifice my daughter. Not after I saved her from that cult. It took me months to infiltrate that cult and lead her to safety. I'm not losing her again. It's taken me forever to find you, Joanna. Your mother is a raving hag, and she always kept you away from me. I even tried to summon a different god so as to keep you safe under his protection.
4: Don't you know, Spaulding? the gods don't protect us. The mayor has been sacrificing people to keep them from hurting us, after all.
0: This must be done before the incantation wears off. Roger and Spaulding fought and wrestled all the way to the chamber. I hadn't heard this much grunting since I visited my friend's pig farm to dump a dead body. Oh, how exciting. I wasn't expecting a wrestling match tonight. Too bad Spalding and Roger aren't easy on the eyes. Everyone else looks like they're thinking the same thing. Their eyes are glued to the doorway, into the chamber.
6: While they aren't able to
0: see what is going on, they can hear the clatter of the candlesticks and the awkward grunting of men until following a great and mighty burp. The entire cave becomes silent. (sighs) It is
3: done. If it makes you feel better, he died saving your life. It needed to be done or else it would bring forth the apocalypse. Your father didn't just save you, he saved the world. You should be proud. Come, come. Let's leave this place. I... Wait. Where are Pickering and Mac?
0: while all of that hubbub was going on in the sacrificial cave hobert and elizabeth were at home discussing hobert's welcome home gala well elizabeth was discussing it anyway hobert was standing in the jade room staring at the paintings on the wall all five of them which seemingly appeared out of nowhere
6: And, Hobert, we should change all the lighting and move the rugs out of the dining area, just in case Mr. Macmillan decides that he wants to do another strip tease next to the salmon dip. I think that we should have both shrimp and crab cakes, and... What are you doing? Hobart? Hobert, are you listening to me?
1: These paintings... where did
5: you
6: get all of them? I can't... I only bought one. The art dealer must have dropped the rest of them off as a present for me. How sweet is that? Except... I'm not fond of all of them. This one is a little disturbing. Is that a couch with eyeballs? What is going on with that one over there? What is that blob eating? A colander? Uh, I'm not so sure about these at all. Let me take these down. Ow! It burned me!
5: Don't touch it. You can't disturb them.
6: What are you talking about, Hobert? Come help me take these down. Hobert, Hobart? Hobart? What are you doing? Don't just stand there. Hobert Hobert, what are you doing, Hobert? Hobert? Hobert, what are you doing? Ho
0: As Elizabeth bombarded him with questions and demands, Hobert tipped his head back and opened his mouth wide, as if he was trying to catch the rain in his mouth. Except he wasn't catching anything. In
6: fact, something was coming
0: out of him.
6: Jesus, Hobart, are you alright? What is that? Are you going to be sick? Don't be sick on my rug. That oriental rug is priceless. I got it off a ship at the docks. For goodness sakes, go to the bathroom. What is that coming out of your throat? Is that a... is that a gooey duck? Oh, that's disgusting, Hobart. Hobart! Hobart, answer me. Hobart, I... What is that coming out of your throat? Is that a... gooey duck? "'Ugh, oh, Hobart, darling, I told you to chew your food better than that. "'Mr. Pickering? Mac? What are you doing here?'
0: "'What?' "'Mac's arrow pierced the beast coming out of Hobart's throat. "'It looked like a hot dog on a skewer, except bigger, with teeth. "'It squirmed out and fell onto the floor with a wet flop. Belly flopping on the floor, it tried desperately to get away, as Pickering shouted sweet nothings into its ear, if it had any.
6: Hello! Are either of you listening to me? Get out of my back
4: to the belly of the beast! Tonight upon souls you will not feast. Back into the abyss that you call home, lest you be trapped inside this tome. I banish you from this land and this earth so pure. Your presence in our time is premature... Oh,
0: As Pickering shouted the strange oh, mutterings at the wrong. weird gooey duck creature that oh, crawled out of Hobart, Hobart it retreated oh, into disgusting. one of the paintings. Oh, the one with Hobart. the eye couch. Oh, Mac, get the shovel from my pack
4: and use it to pry the paintings Hobart. off the wall. Shovel them into the fireplace, then get the blowtorch.
6: Hello? Are either of you listening to me? Get out of my home. What are you doing? What was that? Phew.
4: I've had a long day.
1: I know
6: you
4: tried to explain it on the way over here, but I still don't get it. Was this the beast in the cave? No, no. This was the one that Spalding tried to summon in order to protect his daughter. Of course, that didn't work out too well for him. That's not what you asked these gods for. Plagues of locusts? Sure. Sphere of saliva, of course. Projectile vomiting for your enemies, they can do that too. Protection from evil, though. Nope. Anyway, son, when we get back to the office, can you make us another pot of coffee? Stop calling me son. How many times do I have to tell you that? Well, what else am I supposed to call you, then? What about Mac? I just don't understand why I'm not allowed to call my son, son. Wait, what? Oh, did I forget to mention that? You can't be serious. Your mother was the dry cleaner at a little midwestern town, right? Rebecca something or other. She had red hair and wore leopard print underwear.
1: Well, I don't know about the underwear, but yes, yes, that was her. You're... Oh my god, no way.
0: Now that I think about it, that resemblance is uncanny. I wonder what Mac's hair looks like underneath that beanie.
1: We have a lot to catch up on, son. No. No, you're still not allowed to call me son.
6: Well, then. <sighs> Hobart, we need to get this all cleaned. Hobart? Hobart? Oh, not again. Wake up, Hobart! Oh, for fuck
0: The rain clouds look as though they are about to burst over the townspeople here in Poplar Cove. With a population set at 10,000, everyone seems calm and happy once again. Not that most of the townies knew what was going on anyway.
3: Hello, everyone. As your new mayor, I would first like to thank... Uh, excuse me, can I... I would like your attention, please. As my first mayoral duty, I want to install my first regulation. I want there to be some transparency in the office. From now on, no lies. I'll answer questions.
2: Everyone shut up already! Thank you. Um, I would like to first thank
3: Joanna, Mac, and Pickering for their help with the sacrifice. Without your help, we wouldn't have appeased the beast in time, even if they were unknowing and reluctant pawns in ex mayor Humphrey Basil Prentice's scheme. To celebrate the gods' contempt, I have brought everyone together for this festive pizza party. I am working on talking with some people who may know some people that know Kevin Bacon so that I can fulfill the promise that Ex-Mayor Prentiss made to you all. In the meantime, there is some other great news. We had sacrificed two to the beast, Ex-Mayor Humphrey Basil Prentiss and Henry Spalding, to bring our Numbers in Nine once again. However, in addition to that, Hobart fell back into his coma and has been declared brain dead. While we are still keeping him alive with the hospital's fancy machines, it is a mere technicality. He is brain dead, and that is good enough for the gods. In actuality, we are keeping him alive as a reminder for us to stay ever vigil. Beware of strangers. Outsiders are not to be trusted. We should keep close eye on our borders and be sure to report all of your deaths promptly. But back to the good news. I am happy to announce that we are officially at 9,999 people here in Poplar Cove. That means the lucky couple will get to have a baby this year. Applications should be turned into my new mayoral office in the tall tower by the end of the week. Please remember to fill in the Scantron bubbles fully, and to write as legibly as possible in those blue books. In the meantime, it's almost time for the Ceremony of Flora. Please help yourself to the pizza on the tables, all of which was donated by the Green Tentacle Pizzeria. Oh wait! Look closely! They're sprouting! The flora is sprouting!
0: As the crowd gathered around the town square, they began to notice a strange occurrence happening between the Douglas fir and the Joshua tree. A small leafy bush began to sprout before their eyes. The earth birthed stems with large, curved, sweet-smelling leaves.
1: It's a basil plant. It must be the mayor.
0: Wait
4: over there! There's another plant!
0: A beautiful vine sprouted from a plot of earth on the side of Insanitee from the stems, and in between the leaves budded white petals with pink, blushing centers. It's a clematis. A
4: clematis Henry, to be exact.
0: Henry Spaulding. There were a few prayers said over the new plants in town. Pickering pulled Mac aside to show him the Joshua tree that sprouted after his last assistant died suddenly, and by suddenly... I mean that he was probably murdered by ex-Mayor Prentiss.
6: I, I used to be a person, and that's He was a wonderful
4: assistant. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Much like the rabid squirrel that lives in the tree right outside my bedroom window.
1: Is that what happens after someone dies here? A
4: plant grows bearing their name? Only when they are sacrificed, but... Shh! Not everyone has come to that realization. The leadership here doesn't like to admit these things. They say that the ancient rituals required the ignorance of the participants. This whole town is built on those silly traditions and rituals. I mean, the stupid application process, for example. Especially now. It's just a waste of time. Why do you say that? Oh, that reminds me. Here. What's this? Uh, Just something that I picked up for Joanna. Crackers? Is she not feeling well? Stomach bug? I suppose you could call
1: it that. (laughs) Or a parasite of sorts. Ugh. Joanna, there you are. Are you okay? Pickering said you weren't feeling well.
2: Yeah, I just hurled in those bushes over there. Careful for that. Don't step in it. It's a little chunky. I'm okay, though. It was probably just something that I ate. That anchovy pizza didn't really hit the spot. I might go to the store
0: to buy myself some Cthulhu gum. They do have my favorite flavors there. I especially like the calamari. It's especially squiddy. Just make sure not to chew more than one piece per 27 days. Possible side effects include tentacles sprouting out of your armpits, in between your fingers, your ears, your shoulders, your back, your toes. Oh, also death.
1: So no on the anchovy, huh? Are you feeling more like pepperoni or something? I think there's some over there.
2: Actually, I want something sweeter. Maybe ice cream.
1: That does sound good.
0: Mmm, and pickles. Oh, dear. Poplar Cove is written by Jocelyn DeVore and features Jacob DeVore as Mac Raylan Lavoie as Elizabeth Morgan Lavoie as Hobart Guy Fulton as Spaulding, Katie Fulton as the narrator Bill Fulton as the mayor Lee Gundy as Pickering William Nelson as Roger Riley Talent as Joanna With additional voices by Devin Steele, Ed Sinkovich, and Senora Jackson-Diaz with Fyodor Dostoevsky as the production assistant. All of the music in today's episode was composed by Kevin McLeod and is available under the Creative Commons license at ecomptech.com. More detailed credits found in the show notes.